Grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today from our epistle lesson, the words of St. Paul, the words of our Lord, saying to us, Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to do what? To love one another. This is our text. One of the hardest tasks for a parent quite often is when we know we have to do something that our child is not going to like. But we love our kids and and we want them always to be happy. Sometimes we can even make the mistake of, of thinking that our main job as parents is to make our kids happy. And so we'll do pretty much whatever it takes to bring that about. Maybe we won't say no to them when we should. Maybe we'll let them have something that they shouldn't. Or we'll fail to discipline them when that is called for. We think sometimes that that we've succeeded as parents if we figured out how to make our kids happy. There's a problem of that with that, of course, and any of our teachers here can tell you what that is. When our precious little ones get to school, neither their classmates nor their teachers have it as their primary goal to make our child happy. And so the little stinker can uh, find that life can get a little bit difficult. Of course, none of those rules apply to grandparents, (laughs) which is really the case. And I'm pretty happy about that. But as our scripture lessons remind us, none of us gets off the hook. Because our lessons remind us what love does. Reminds us that that real love doesn't have the, the simple goal of making somebody else happy. Not for the moment, anyway. We want to see about that. We're going to take a look first at uh, our Old Testament lesson today, or at least this verse from it. The prophet Ezekiel, like most of the Old Testament prophets, spoke at a very difficult time in the, the history of the people of Israel. And the words of our Old Testament lesson are God's instructions to Ezekiel. And when the Lord told Ezekiel that he was supposed to, to give the people a warning from him... That wasn't the kind of warning that we might give our kids to look both ways before you cross a busy street. This was a warning that was intended for those who had turned away from God to tell them to return to God. And God knew, and Ezekiel did as well, that people don't always like to hear that message. It doesn't make them happy. Jesus, um, in the Gospel lesson, says some things that are similar to that, not identical. He actually makes it more personal for each one of us. When he says, if your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault, just between the two of you. And if he listens to you, you have won your brother over. Now, it's interesting. Jesus says something, again, quite similar to that. A little bit earlier in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, 
you can recognize the difference, or the, the similarities, I'm sure. See if you can pick out the difference between what he said that's, that's on the screen and what I'm going to read to you right now. If you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Did you see the difference? In the words from our gospel lesson, it's if your brother offends you. In the, this other passage, Jesus says, if you've you have offended your brother. It works both ways. It doesn't matter who started it. The Lord says it's up to us, his people, to finish it. And to finish it in a loving way. Because we remember our text. That there's only one debt that we owe. And think about what that means. Of all the, the debts that, that God could have said through Paul that, that his people owe to him, this is the one he selected. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt, the, the one that we never pay off. The continuing debt to love one another. Today, today we want to, uh, to see how that works out. We use the, uh, the sermon outline where we're going to talk especially about two things that love does. The first is to accept responsibility. Now, we don't always see that these days, do we? What, what we often see is people trying to avoid responsibility. What we often see is ourselves doing that very thing. Avoiding responsibility, maybe blaming somebody else or, or excusing our reluctance to accept responsibility. And yet, love doesn't do that. What love does is to accept responsibility, first for ourselves, but then also for others. So as love accepts responsibility, we begin with an admission. We admit there's a blank in your outline. I'm going to let you actually figure out what goes in there. Kind of stay with me on this as, as we go along. Because uh, on the one hand, we admit that we fail to love as God does and as he wants us to. But I want to go a little deeper than that today. I want to look at why we fail to love as God does and as he wants us to do. And I want us to accept responsibility for that in our own lives. So I, I've thought of four things, actually. And you might be uh, inclined to put any one, or perhaps all four of them, or perhaps some that you come up with on your own into that blank. There's not enough room in the outline to write them all. So maybe you, you want to think of one, or maybe you're not going to write anything down. You're just going to uh, think about it. One reason might be we're too busy. I'm talking about uh, failing to especially follow the instruction that, that Jesus gives us in our gospel lesson. When we don't see eye to eye with someone, and Jesus says, go and talk to that person. And we say, oh, no, I'm too busy for that. Busyness means I don't have time, but it also means I'm pretty tired. And for a lot of us anyway, 
talking to someone about something that's come between us not only takes time, it, it also just drains us of energy. And so maybe that's the fill in the blank for you, or, or maybe it's because we're apprehensive, which is just a nice way of saying we're scared. We tried it once and it didn't work. Or we know of somebody else who tried it and it didn't work for them. And so we're just apprehensive, let's say that. We're apprehensive about looking them in the eye and saying, there's something we need to talk about. Or maybe, this is not flattering, I know, but, but maybe this is the case. We're apathetic. We don't love enough to do what we know needs doing and what the Lord instructs us to do. And the last one that I came up with anyway is, is we're unsure of what to say. You know, when I get nervous, my brain just shuts down. And sometimes my mouth says some things that, uh, that I didn't need to say. And it isn't going to help the situation, so I don't know what to say, so I won't say anything at all. As we accept responsibility for ourselves and the role that we play in relationships with one another, maybe these are, are at least some things that get in the way of our listening to our Lord's instruction, which really is backed by our text for today, which is to let no debt be outstanding except the debt, the continuing debt, to love one another. So as we think about accepting responsibility, we also recognize that we accept responsibility by admitting to shortcomings, also committing ourselves to working on those, to doing what true love does, to accept responsibility, not just for ourselves, but also for others. Aren't you glad that's what Jesus did? You know, in our gospel lesson, he talks about what we're supposed to do and the lengths to which he, he says we are to go to restore a relationship that has been broken for whatever reason and in whatever way. What he doesn't mention there, it's all over the Bible, of course, and what he doesn't mention there is, is the lengths to which he was willing to go because he did so much more than, than he asks of us. He, he didn't simply go and confront somebody who had offended him and then offer forgiveness to them. No, he took the sin of that person and your sin and my sin and he placed it on himself and he carried that sin to the cross and he suffered and died with that sin and for that sin because he loves us and he felt a debt of love to us and so our relationship the most important relationship of all our relationship with God has been restored and now, Jesus calls us to do that in our relationships with others. That's the second part in the, in the sermon outline, building relationships. Is that's what Christ is all about. That's what Christ's people and Christ's church are all about. Building relationships. It's how Christians deal with one another. 
in relationship, beginning our relationship with Christ, extending to our relationship with one another. So I put a couple of words in the, in the uh, sermon outline there that, that talk about that kind of building relationships, that that's part of that. One of those is honesty. What I really had in mind there goes back again to, to our lessons and, and probably especially the gospel lesson here, that, that we honestly assess the situation that's confronting us in, in whatever uh, with somebody else, as well as assessing the damage that has been done to that relationship. So, so to honestly assess the situation means on the one hand we don't minimize it and say, well, it didn't really matter. But on the other hand, we don't make it more than it really was. And it's human nature, so if you're human, this applies to you. It's human nature, isn't it, to, to kind of like to feel offended and, and to look for, for reasons why that person offended me. Why did he say what he said? Well, I know what she said, but I, I also know what she really meant. To honestly assess the situation says, all right, I'm just going to look this at what it is and not make it less or more than it is. And after we honestly assess the situation, then we honestly express our feelings about that. And we know what Jesus said about how we are to do that. If your brother sins against you, go and tell everybody else what a jerk he is. Didn't say that, did he? So why is that what we do so often? Jesus says, if your brother or sister sins against you, talk to whom? Talk to that person. Talk to that person, not about that person. Love is hard, isn't it? What love does is so terribly hard. And yet Christ, well, he forgives us when we fail and he helps us so that we don't always fail. He helps us to be honest. Because honesty really is the, the building block for trust. And the thing about trust is it has to both be earned and given. In other words, you can be totally trustworthy, but in your dealing with somebody, if they don't give you the trust that you've earned, there's nothing. Without trust, there is nothing in a relationship. So the Lord calls us in our loving relationships with one another to trust each other. To trust each other to speak the truth about whatever the situation is. And also to trust each other to have just as good intentions about it as we do. And when we all are letting the love of Christ flow into our hearts and, and out of our hearts to others, that's exactly what's going to happen. Because, well, it's the last fill in the blanks in your sermon outline. We're talking here about Christian relationships. and This is not the way it always works out there, I know, but it's the way that God calls us to make it work here to realize it's not about winning. 
It's all about loving. Not about winning. It's all about loving. Because love is the debt. Love is what we owe. Love is all we owe to God and to one another. Amen.